Welcome to Ed Saucedo's Road to Greatness podcast. Here, you'll gain confidence from those who have already succeeded in entrepreneurship, personal development, investing, and personal finance. In addition, follow Ed's journey as he develops on his road to greatness. Now, your host, Ed Saucedo. Three, two, one. What is going on, guys? Welcome in to Ed Salcedo's Road to Greatness podcast. And today, I am very excited to bring Michael Tramler in with you guys and share some knowledge. Um, he has been through a lot, and he's big into mindfulness and kind of shifting your mindset into um, figuring out how to be more process-oriented and progress more. Uh, so how are you doing, Michael? I am doing good. The first thing that came up for me when when you gave that intro, and yeah, I appreciate that, Eduardo, and great to great to be here and hanging out with with your listeners. the The first thing that came up for me and or that I picked up in your intro there was was the the shift your mindset and and work with your mind and and I had never like until a couple of years ago I never never realized that was even possible. So I'm trying to trying to put myself in the shoes of perhaps with some of your listeners and, and where they may be at, but it's, I never, I just reflected I'm like, Oh, I never actually knew that, that you could think about what you're thinking about and that could really change your life. And, and I thought about that because there are, um, you know, I have these I have people I work with, but I also have casual conversations with my, my friends and, and my family. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking uh, about certain people in my world where I'm, organically trying to introduce this concept to them. So it was, it was interesting. Right. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting things is that, like you said, that we can think about what we're thinking about. And I think humans are actually one of the only, if not the only species on earth that are able to do that, um, is be able to think about their thoughts and actually analyze them and um, find ways to modify them to get you to be better. Um, but one thing I wanted to dive into that I know that helped you was going through kind of a hard time in your life, which kind of allowed you to make that realization and make that realization that you have to shift your mindset. So uh, if you could talk about how kind of going through adversity and how you uh, decided to take it the other way and t- turn it into a positive experience instead of a negative experience, how, how are you kind of inspired to do that? Yeah, and that's, uh, it's not an instant snap of the, the fingers type thing. It, it was a long process. And, and for me, it was the real quick end to, to my marriage, which is over two years ago now. And we had been married for, for six years. And, and on the outside, everything, everything looked great. We both had great jobs. We would travel a lot together. Uh, we were talking about starting a, a family, so things seemed great, but it was, it was all still quite, quite surface level. And that was really, we were doing our best, both of us, but we, we never really knew how to, how to go deeper within ourselves and therefore deeper within the, the relationship. And so things started to, to, to slowly drift apart before that, but then it all really unraveled quite quickly towards the end and 
this was super, super hard for me because this was, when you think about it, even though like we were going down our path and, and I never really loved my, my career as an engineer and I'm sure that'll come up. Um, but things were good. They weren't great, but we, like, I still had a, had a path. Like I knew I had a, I knew where I was going. I, I had this, this life set out. And then all of a sudden, you know, one day we're, we're over here in, in the living room talking and, you know, there are a couple events that led, led up to this, but you know, she says, I'm no longer in love with you. And then that's that's kind of the end of the end of the game and then she moves out shortly after that and then all of a sudden like this world that i had been moving towards and these thoughts that i had had like there was there was no longer any any future going that direction i had this complete blank slate and i didn't know what the heck to put on it and then going back to your original point like all these top thoughts in 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 my head and just being so so sad i had to quickly figure out a way to somehow pull myself back together mm-hmm. and what so, it, what it really was what the way the way it really and it, this took a little while to to get there but but this is like this is literally when i started becoming aware of my thoughts and I, and, and where it really started was, you know, if, if something external could happen to make me feel so bad and so scared and so lost and so alone, like if something just external happened to make my whole world change, how could I regenerate from the inside out and, and create new thoughts and really build a new pattern to to pick myself back up and start going in a new direction and and a, and a towards a new world because nobody else was going to come and save me and help me figure it out right yeah I, I totally agree with that and i think that um that's a big part of it is, is really knowing what you can and cannot control and realizing that what you cannot control a lot of people put a lot of weight into that and because it's not in your control you know once you make that mindset shift and you're like i can't you know it happens but i cannot control that that's when a lot of the mindset shift happens and that's when people really start to discover new things um but would you say that you know people have been through similar uh circumstances as yourself but maybe never seem to get get out of it just like you did to where you use it to empower others and uh, motivate other people. Do you think part of that was just who you are and kind of you know, that's something that's not something you've had since you were born? Or do you think it was it was something maybe a book you read or an influence of somebody that somebody had on you? What what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it was it was it was every, it was all of that it was everything you just said it was it was equally every experience that had i had been part of and every influence that i had had up until that point in my life but then mm-hmm. it was also the the months and the years after that of of me reaching out and recognizing and being aware that i need help and i don't know how to get to the next level and that in the beginning that was I started with books and and podcasts and I started for the first time ever. I mean, I was 36 years old at, 
at the time, you know, stubborn male dude who we often think we, we have everything, all our shit together, but that's not the case. So I had recognized that I needed a lot of help. So I, it started with, with talking to, to friends of mine and actually listening to what advice they would give back to me. I, I went to a counselor early on because I had, was having all the, these new, new breakthroughs and these new realizations and uh, my mind was just thinking completely differently and I needed to, that never happened before. I needed to check in and make sure that was okay. And then, you know, as I started progressing, I got some new book recommendations, but I still, a couple months after that real rock bottom point, I, I was like, I st- I like, I need more. I need to, you know, I was having, I was going really up and down at the time. I was having these breakthroughs, but I was still sinking back down to really feeling really sad and lonely. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's when I got this wave tattoo on my, on my arm. Your podcast listeners can't see it, but what it is, is it's, it's just a single line with a, with three crests of a wave. And I got it at that time because I was really, I was really up and down. Like, like I said, I was having these really moments of bliss, but then I'd be right back down in the pit of despair again. So at that point, that's when I reached out and, and got a coach of my own. And that's how I got into this world when, when she started helping me to really let go of the past, but also empower myself more to, to move forward and create the future. I love that. Yeah, I love how some, it's kind of like paying it forward, you know, somebody that helped you, inspired you, and then that circle keeps keeps going and the snowball keeps rolling and you help other people and maybe one of the people you help and decides to go into coaching and it all keeps paying forward. So I love that. And it's all about really sharing your knowledge and being a good person, helping helping people out. Um, yeah, in the beginning, in the beginning was when when after I had hired her and we started working together, I was, I just I was still evolving so rapidly. Like I had finally let go of that that victim complex of 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 the wife walking out the door and what had what had happened for me, what would happen to me, and I switched it to thinking. And Tony Robbins and all the same guys say this thing a, a lot. They say when you switch situations to say that they happen to you to saying they happen for you to empower you and, and move you forward. It becomes a, a whole different world. And what happened at the time I was, so I started sharing everything that I was learning with, you know, online and with my friends. And then it just, it really also helps you learn more of the concepts that you are learning about when you share them back and, and teach them to your friends, your followers, whoever, whoever you may be influencing. Right. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it, it's all about shifting that mindset, whether it's, you know, a simple phrase like that, you know, switching it to something happening to you to something for you, you know, it's simple, mm-hmm. you know, one word, but it changes the whole meaning of the phrase. Mm-hmm. And I always like to think, you know, other things that happen outside of me are things that happen, but it's all about how you perceive it. And, you know, that sadness or loneliness that, for, for example, you are feeling is all created by you. It's not necessarily like real mm-hmm. loneliness because you have friends and family that you can lean upon, but you're creating that loneliness by right. telling yourself you're lonely. Um, and that's a big part of it is just recognizing that 
it's created by you. And most of the times we like to exaggerate it when you're in that victim mentality, like you said, where we exaggerate things and um, might think and tell ourselves that's worse than it actually really is. Yeah, and that's and that's that's, that's, the, that's the, a that's a huge thing going on in the world right now. Like we're when we're recording this, which is the beginning of 2020, and in the first few days of this year, there's been absolutely insane things going on in the right. world. It's 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 heartbreaking, and people are already at the start of this decade getting very rightfully so concerned and and really bent out of shape about all these atrocities going on in the world but at the same time when you put all of your energy towards all of those bad things you you really fuel that more you you know what you put your attention to will will grow and at the same time if you're if you're waking up in the morning you're thinking about all the bad crap that's going on in the world like that's how you will set the tone for your day yes it is happening yes there is some bad things going on but there's 99% of the rest of the humans in the world are incredible people. And so when you wake up and you focus on good things and you focus on things that you are, are grateful for, it just, it changes your entire energy. And like you said, it changes your entire perception of what is going on. Right. And just out of curiosity for me, um, question I like to ask a lot of people, whether it's on the podcast or just actually in person is, do you watch and keep up with the news? And if so, like, do you feel like it's helpful for you? Do you feel like um, it's something that takes away for you? For me personally, um, I, I don't keep up with it a whole lot just because a lot of it's outside of my control. And unfortunately, a lot of the things we see are negative because that's what people like to see. You know, a lot of the headlines are negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, what what works best for me is a lot of not really paying too much attention to it and if I find something and not putting too much weight into it because at the end of the day I don't have a lot of control but uh, I'm just curious to see what your input on kind of the news and keeping up with with the news are for you yeah that's uh that's a great question Ed and I'm glad you brought that one up and I think the key thing that you said in there and that I and I'm going to write this down after because I got someone in my world who, who uh, needs to hear this message too. But you, there are, we can't control other, we can't control other people. We can't control what other people do. We can't control other situations in the world. So when you become aware of that, that's very powerful. It's very important. So even if you watch the news or you don't, you can't control what's going on out there. The only thing that you can control is how you show up each and every day. Right. what your energy is that you bring into a room, how, you know, if you want the world to be peaceful and happy and everyone to be connected and love and joy, it starts with you. It starts with you. And that's how you need to get yourself, do whatever you do, get yourself into that state each and every morning. And then when you go out into the world and to the people you work with, you interact with, that will be mirrored back to you if you show up in that, in that state. But getting getting to your to your question, I you know I've really been going through this transformation over over two years now, and I would say for the like the first two years, it's been like two years and four months to this point now. I really I did the same thing. I, I almost totally shut out the news a hundred percent because I you no know, I was pretty fragile and I I just couldn't 
I was really trying to piece together and think about putting good things in my head and piece together my, my new life, my future life. So I couldn't, I, I didn't want any, ne all the negative input coming in. But just after this, you know, going, going home at Christmas and spending time with my family, I feel I'm, a, I'm able to pay more attention to a little bit more attention to what's going on. So I know more about what's going on, but I, I don't let it affect me or, or depress me as, as much as it could have before. Cause I recognize exactly what, what you said. I, I can't control that. I can only control me. Right. Yeah. And I think there's, there's that big push and pull between, you know, wanting to see positive things and surround yourself with positivity, but then also being aware of what's going on in our world. Just, you know, as a member of, you know, either the U S or wherever you live, you want to be aware of what's going on in that country. So there's always that push and pull between, you know, being around positivity and being aware. Um, but no, one thing I also want to dive into is you mentioned that your career, you weren't very interested in um, or, or maybe didn't like it as much as you thought. So talk us through, you know, how you got into that career path. And then over time, you know, what you started realizing and discovering. Yeah, for sure. And I got into engineering back in, back in high school because I was, I was good at math and I was good at science and I wasn't good at English. So it was kind of, and I want to do something <laughs> hard. And my dad was an engineer and my grandfather was an engineer. So I naturally went towards doing that. And eventually I... I did went to engineering school and then I worked as a consultant here in Vancouver for, for 12 years. And I specialized in, in oceanfront projects. So anything that's along, along the waterfront, and this is under the, really the, the civil aspect of, of engineering. And I got into that cause I love the ocean and I love the waterfront and I love the waves. But I mean, as an engineer, you're not standing on the beach all the time watching the, watching the waves roll in. So there were, there were definitely some aspects of, of the work that I loved and I learned a lot and it was challenging, but yeah, then there were some other things that I really struggled with the, the sitting at a desk and the, the being isolated and um, just certain things that I didn't love, but over like 12 years is a long time to really, and you know, my, my sort of demeanor, what I knew at the time was just to push hard and, and go harder and, and try to try to figure it out. Um, so that was really that was really challenging, and then it wasn't until the the end of the marriage sort of helped. It was really the catalyst to help me to start to think differently about what I could do, and you know what? Now that I had this blank slate, I didn't have to keep on going, doing something I didn't necessarily love. I could explore other things that I was good at, and that's how I got into the coaching and. Now I'm you know, really passionate about doing public speaking and facilitating workshops and groups and things like that. So I'm, and I'm leaning into learning more about that and I'm writing a book about this whole process. So there's just, there's just a whole other world of things to explore, but a really, and it was hard, but it, cause it took that real rock bottom for me to, to shake me up and, and wake me up to what was possible. Right. Uh, do you feel like your transition from, you know, being an employee and being an engineer to being an entrepreneur was scary? Um, did you have fear? What, what were your emotions kind of through that transition process? 
yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I thought that I was invincible and it would, <laughs> it would be easy. And, and it was a gradual process. I mean, I worked part-time for, for a year in engineering before, oh. I, before I stepped out uh, almost a year ago now. But yeah, in the beginning, I was all full energy, felt great. It was going to be easy. <laughs> I've learned a lot of things over the last year. It's, it's really been last year for, for me, 2019, my, my sort of phrase of the, the year was be fearless. And that meant doing a lot of things that were uncomfortable for me, like leaving a very secure and well-paying full-time or part-time by then job and just going into the unknown with, with my own business. So to answer your question, it, it, it was terrifying. Once I, once I got over that, it was, it was terrifying so much self doubt, so uncomfortable to, to go from that familiar getting dollars in the, in the bank every couple of weeks to, to really having this, this lumpy income where sometimes you make some money, some months, sometimes you don't. And that's, it right. had been years and years since I had been like that. And on top of that, what I've really been reflecting on now, um, you know, one of the things that I did not consider, like for me, the, the real dream was, was walking on the beach and then working from beaches. And, and I've done that. Like I've done that over the last couple of years um, down in Central America. And even here in Vancouver, I take all my phone calls out on the seawall. But the part I didn't really factor in was, was really the isolation of being an entrepreneur. And I found that very, very hard over the second half of 2019. And now going into the new year, I'm really pivoting and, and, and really calling in and going to be part of some sort of team working with some other people because I miss, I miss the beautiful people. Right. Yeah. And for me, you know, you're obviously different from me, but for, for who I am and how I work, I actually enjoy that part of, you know, being able to be alone and do things, you know, without people, just me doing my work, doing my thing, however I want. And, and that's something that I enjoy, but there's people like you where that's, they, they need, they need to fuel off of other people. And it's not like I'm scared of people. Um, you know, I enjoy being around people. But that part of being alone, and ever since I was little, I always enjoyed being alone and playing by myself. Like it, it wasn't really a problem. It's, I feel comfortable doing that. Um, but there's always ways to find who you are, and that's a big part is being aware of who you are mm -hmm. and what you enjoy, what you fuel off of, and finding ways to incorporate that into your life, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Um, but again, going into that line that you said being fearless I, I love that a lot um yeah and so, around so, book. so go so ahead go ahead building on that and, and touching on your one point I would I would yeah I, I, I love the people I need to be around the people but I too you know need a few hours a day by myself to focus right. and do my work and, and recharge so it's 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 not all the people but it's it, yeah it's you know we're, we're constantly trying to trying to figure it out but yeah, yep. be, be, be fearless was 2019. The year before that, the really, really hard year for me was be present. Mm. And that was absolutely pivotal to help me find peace in, in my world again. So, you know, after the heartbreak, it, it wasn't worrying too much, doing whatever I could to, to be present and not get too much anxiety about what the future would look like, but at the same time, not get too depressed. Um, wallowing in the past and, and missing all those good times that we did have together. So it was be present. It was be fearless. And, uh, and let me tell you, 
be fearless in 2019 was exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting, man. It's exhausting. So now going in my word for word of the year, and I challenge everyone listening to, to really pick one word, one phrase for, for the year and carry it forward as your, as your mantra. But mine is surrender. Mine is surrender in 2020. And it's, it's, it's already been, been great. And so what mm-hmm. that means for me is I have clear intentions of what I want to do and what I want to accomplish and what I want to feel this year. But instead of really pushing each and every day and thinking about it and stressing out about it, I'm going to set those clear intentions and just surrender a little bit more to the universe and trust that they will show up in the exact right t- at the exact right time and in the exact right manner. I like that. I like kind of allowing yourself to not stress over it. And, you know, if you feel like doing it, do it. And if you don't, you know, just enjoy yourself and do whatever makes you happy. Because um, a lot of people, it's not, they don't, they're not happy doing the work 24-7, always working. But I think that's a big thing for you is knowing what makes you happy and just doing it regardless if it's doing work or not. Um, but no, I, I was going into the being fearless mindset that you had. And I read Tony Robbins' Unshakable book that was kind of about the uh, stock market and be, being fearless, like you said, when it comes to that. Um, and one thing that I've learned over the years that, that for me has worked a lot is changing what I'm afraid of. Mm. Because, for example, I used to be afraid of, um, for example, let's take your example of going from that transition of, you know, employee to entrepreneur. Um, a lot of people would be scared to become an entrepreneur because it might not be a consistent pay, like you said, or you may not have the same life you had. You're scared of what, what's going what's gonna to be of your life. But for me, it's about changing what you're afraid of. And what I mean by that is I would be afraid of always wondering what would have happened Mm -hmm. if I started that business, but never did it. Mm -hmm. You know, changing that and and being, I'm afraid of staying here because I don't like it. So why would I stay here? You know, being afraid of staying there um, and being afraid of staying, staying kind of where I am and not progressing. That's one thing that's worked for me is kind of changing what I'm afraid of. Um, but that's just kind of what, what works for me. And I know that in a lot of ways you can change that. And like you said, it's like it's the perspective of where, how you see it. And that's an example of changing your perspective instead of being scared of, uh, consistent pay, you're scared of staying where you are. Yeah, man. Um, feel, so that's, I feel, like that. feel the, feel the fear and, and do it, do it anyway. That's, that's been the greatest part of the last couple of years for me. Like I've literally learn more in the last couple of years that I feel than I did for the whole decade before because I've you know sort of launched myself into this new thing and 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 had to learn about sales and marketing and and coaching and speaking and writing now I'm having to learn like basically relearn how to properly write a write a book but it's been so in, empowering to to do that and once you once you feel the fear and do it anyways, you're not scared of it anymore. So you right. have to keep leveling up and, and finding the next thing to, to be scared of and then do that. And then you conquer that. So maybe it's public speaking. So you go a couple of times to, to Toastmasters and, and you talk and then you're no longer as afraid of it. You realize that, yeah, you may screw up or you may 
want to do something better, but you are going to survive. And as long as you can, can handle that and be humble and, and take some feedback and, and learn, then you, that's how you grow. That is right, right there is how you grow. You sort of pro plug in that new programming, upgrade your network, whatever you want to call it between your ears. And that's how you evolve and you grow. Love that. Um, at the base of your kind of discovery mentally, would you, was there any um, mindfulness things that you did? For example, for me, um, I, I got into yoga recently and that has helped me a lot, you know, being the present and whenever I get nervous or uh, anxious or anything like that, I use some of the principles that they use that we use in yoga to kind of bring myself back and calm down. Was there like any meditation, yoga, anything that was at the base of it? Or was it mostly like you mentioned, just talking with friends and reading books and kind of getting more knowledge? Yeah, it was, it was really two things that, that helped change my life and two things that I, again, as a, as a 30 something year old dude, ego driven dude I never thought I would say these things and 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 say that they would help change my life but it was meditation and and it was journaling just writing about all the painful crap that was in my head so I could write it down on paper and and figure it out and for for me also tacking onto that I've been doing yoga for many many years and yoga I mean yoga is it's 50% meditation or whatever number you want to put at it it's you feel good after a yoga class because you do the movements and all that, but you also feel good because if it's a good instructor, she's helped you really just focus on your breath. She or he has helped you focus on your breath for an hour. Right. And you can, so it's just meditation. That's all meditation is when you're one aspect of meditation, just focusing on your breath and concentrating on that one thing, one thing instead of having your, your mind go all over the place. So a couple, yeah, a couple of years ago when I hit my rock bottom, it was, it was building up my meditation practice. And I did that through the use of using apps on my phone. And, and now I don't use those as much. I just go through a routine for 20 or 30 minutes every day as much as I can stick to that. Still, I do that. And I find it so powerful, powerful. So it was meditation. And then it was journaling, journaling, a lot of journaling to, to really when the thoughts were in my head that I wanted to figure out, you know, at the time I was really trying to figure out how all of what transpired, like how did I, how did the marriage end? How did I get to this rock bottom? I, as an engineer, I really need to figure, I really, need, really needed to figure that out. So I didn't get in that same position again. And for me, the best way to do that, do that was get it out on paper. So the thought was that in my mind and I could refer back to it and think about it more later, but I didn't want to carry all that around in my head. I wanted it out on paper. Yeah. I love that. And for me, I'm a guy that you know, the mind is always working and you know, sometimes I'll be in bed about to go to sleep and something pops in my head and I know I have to write it down somewhere. So I, I also, you know, I don't have it necessarily in pen and paper, but in my phone, I keep a lot of notes. Mm -hmm. You know, I play, I play baseball and I put in, the notes of what, what I learned that day from practice or game in my, in my phone right away, right after, because I know that the next day when I come back to practice or play or whatever it is, um, I'm going to either forget it or I'm not going to remember clearly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing that us athletes use is, you know, 
writing down everything, whether it's when you're failing or when you're succeeding, because when you're doing, when you're doing bad, you'll want to look at those notes of when you were doing well. Mm-hmm. And you can always uh, look at, you know, how you've progressed over time. And that kind of, you can see your progress visually mm-hmm. by seeing what you've written down. So yeah, I'm a big, big, big believer in writing things down because at the end of the day, you know, you can only keep so much in your mind mm-hmm. and, you know, with all, all of our busy lives that we have, you know, it's hard to keep all that, you know, between mm-hmm. the years. So it's better to just write it down, mm-hmm. um, whether it's on your phone or like you said, pen and paper, um, just to have it recorded so you can go back to it and look at it is always a very, very good idea. So for all of you listeners that don't have that habit of either writing things down when they come to your mind or um, finding a place to record it, I strongly suggest trying it out for at least a week or two and just seeing, you know, how, how that makes a difference in your life. Um, no, but we're coming here, I think, to an end. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. But one thing that I like to ask all of the guests on the podcast is the, if you, like, if you consume content either on social media or books that you've read, you know, what are three kind of places that you've gone uh, for, for information, whether it's a book that changed your life, somebody on social media that has made a big influence on you and YouTube channels, podcasts, whatever it is, what are kind of three different um, places you've gone for information? Yeah, I'm just thinking back to a couple of years ago when this this whole journey started, and I think everyone's probably heard about Gary V for by now. But it, you know, if you haven't, I mean, he's 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 where I really, or one of the places, one of my influences back when I got into this whole mindful world. But yeah, Gary V on on Instagram, he has a lot of conversations that I've never been publicly had before. So that's that's a great place. And then in, in terms of books really mindfulness for me was a lot of Eckhart Tolle books that really helped you understand the mind and how to process what's going on there and and how to think, think about things a little bit differently. His, his books are pretty, pretty, pretty heavy. And I remember I, I first read a couple, I first read a new earth maybe seven years ago and I didn't understand any of it, maybe 5%. Yeah. And then when I reread it, I've, I mean, I've read it a few times now over the past years. I'm like still, still getting a little bit more and understanding a little bit more. So Eckhart Tolle, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer is also an incredible book to, to really help you separate yourself from your thoughts and, and help you think about who who you are that's that's one of the the main questions that that he addresses in that book incredible incredible one as well and then i like that so i got tole my buddy and got singer and then joe dispenza he'll 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 point you in the right direction when you really want to to learn more about energy and thoughts and how it all how it's all connected and how like the biggest thing there's only one thing that that your listeners take away from this episode it's, it's just how very important it is to be thinking and feeling the right things that you want to pull into your world. If you're thinking horrible thoughts and you're feeling horrible things, and I have, I have lived this, I have, I have done this. And this is one of the, one of the parts um, that led me towards my rock bottom because I wasn't always putting great thoughts in my head. So I, I believe and I know that, that this works. 
And that's why I'm so cautious now and conscious of, of what I think about. I, I, you know, I think about when I do put the thoughts in my head, I think about what I want to create in the future and how that's going to feel. You have to match it with the feeling. So it's just, it's just so important. And Joe Dispenza is really great at spelling that out. Love that. Um, no, that, that's a good last final takeaway for our listeners. And um, if you'd like to connect with Michael, I'll make sure to link up places you guys can contact him or get in touch with him. I know he has a program that's launching next month at the time of this recording. It's January. So if you'd like to talk a little bit about your program, um, yeah, I can give the listeners. Yeah, a, I appreciate it. And the program, program that I run, it's really for people that are a little curious about getting into the coaching world and starting their own coaching business. And it's, it's, it's wellness coaching. That's a pretty broad term, but I have, I have people that develop programs for, for burnt out nurses. I have people that develop programs for, for women with body image issues. I have people that develop programs for, for dads with, with dad bods. So it's this whole range of, of different niches and it's really based on, on what your interests are and what transformation perhaps that you've been through. And if so, I, I know people that when they go through transformations in their life, they really have this pull to, to give back and, and serve others, but they don't know the steps to take to, to um, get clear on their message and, and create their offer and, and attract clients of their own. So I have this eight week program. It's a group program. It's all online. It's awesome. It's a great community. And that's going to be starting in, in early February. Awesome. Um, and like I said before, I'll make sure the link down in the description. Any way you can either work with Michael, contact him, or get in that program if that sounds like something you'd like to do. But no, I, I really enjoyed talking to you, Michael, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. And if anything, uh, your listeners want to hang out more with me as well, I'd spend probably a little bit too much time on Instagram, but I love to share what I'm up to and what I'm thinking about. And the other main focus for me right now is just writing this, this really raw and authentic book about me crying a lot and but then coming coming to this better place that we've talked about and that should be out aiming for for this summer but i really share the process that i'm going through in writing this book on on my instagram story so i'm at i'm at michael.tranmer and i love to love to hear messages from from your listeners thanks for listening to ed saucedo's road to greatness podcast Follow the journey and connect with Ed at edsaucedo.com. See you next time.